where supply chain has kind of been an industry that's been um, somewhat slow to adopt newer technologies just because it can be very, very difficult to um, to do that in such a large large scale environment. My hope is that AI is something that we fully embrace um, because I think it's going to help a lot with you know things like the disruptions that we've seen. Welcome to AI Experience, the podcast that demystifies artificial intelligence. My name is Julian Rodersberger, and we are going to find out how AI is changing the world. And I'm super happy to welcome a special guest with us today, uh, who is not only a very experienced supply chain and logistic professional, but she's also someone I've been working with for the past 18 months. Lee Chesley, welcome to AI Experience. How are you today? I am great. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be uh, joining the podcast today. Sure, that's my pleasure. So Lee, before we dive in into the nitty gritty, could you just very briefly tell our audience about you, about your background in supply chain and logistics? So who are you and what do you do? I have spent, I don't know, over 15 years or so in the SaaS world, the tech world, um, I am kind of a glutton for the startup lifestyle. So I've done a lot of uh, early stage companies. I eventually joined Manhattan Associates, um, which is obviously a much larger organization and spent um, about a year and a half there and had the opportunity to join Longbow. So Manhattan was kind of my entrance into the logistics and supply chain world. And then I've been able to marry my background of startup and uh, developing go-to-market and things like that um, since joining Longbow. So you work, we work at Longbow Advantage, which we, which is a Canadian company uh, headquartered in Montreal. Could you just uh, give our audience a little uh, insight about what is Longbow and what it does? Absolutely. So we started, we were founded 21 years ago by our founder, Jerry Brady. Um, we started out purely as a consulting organization. We like to say that we were one of the first WMS consultants, um, third-party consultants. And Jerry was very focused on Red Prairie, JDA, Blue Yonder, um, as that company evolved, we expanded our offering. And so now we have um, consultants that do implementation across the supply chain, still very much focused on WMS, but we have specializations in other areas. And over time, we started to see that there was this need for connecting technologies um, and connecting data and data structures that other people really weren't solving. And so Jerry brought Rebus to market about seven years or so ago. And since then, we've been not only growing the consulting side of the business, but also helping customers with our um, Rebus product, which is data analytics, labor management, and really just a full extended warehouse platform. Cool. Thank you. So today we're going to talk about supply chain, logistics, and of course, AI. And it turns out that many studies and reports state that AI, it's like transforming, reshaping the supply chain world in, in significant ways. Uh, we can see that AI technologies are making supply chains smarter. And could you elaborate a little bit on this? Like, how could AI change, transform, revolutionize the supply chain world? You know, my perspective on that is that AI really depends on data and data inputs in order for it to be as accurate as possible. And so when you think about supply chain and the amount of data that exists in a supply chain, I think it's ripe for AI innovation because we're constantly pumping more real-time data points into supply chain. Um, and so I firmly believe it's going to be an area where we see a lot of innovation. We're already seeing things with predictive analytics, prescriptive analytics. We're seeing things with machine learning where people are starting to apply these, you know, different strategies to their supply chain. And so my hope is that, you know, 
where supply chain is kind of in an industry that's been um, somewhat slow to adopt newer technologies just because it can be very, very difficult to um, to do that in such a large large scale environment. My hope is that AI is something that we fully embrace um, because I think it's going to help a lot with you know things like the disruptions that we've seen over the last, I guess it's four years now, which is hard to believe. Um, so I think that will be something that hopefully in the future will, will help us navigate those areas of uncertainty. And so what would be the most common applications of AI in the supply chain management that you observe? Like, could you give us a couple of examples maybe? Where we're starting to see some things are, um, you know, things like route optimization, if you're thinking about trucking. Um, so you could put all of, you know, all the stops, all the routes, all the trucks in. AI can help you figure out route optimization, whether it's from a sustainability perspective, a fuel cost efficiency, timing. So you could put in the different things that you're trying to optimize. AI can help you do that. Um, I think some, you know, you can maybe argue that's a little bit more prescriptive, but hopefully we could start to see that push to, um, to another level there. When you look at the warehouse, you're looking at things like um, inbound and outbound and um, picking and even path optimization through the warehouse. So again, it's really taking all of these massive data points that exist and letting AI help you figure out the best and most, most efficient ways to serve your customers or your end users by just aggregating that data and surface, surfacing it in ways that are, that are helpful in the shift. So when I think about a warehouse, logistics, and AI, what comes into my mind would be like Amazon or Tesla, you know, those huge factories, huge warehouse where everything is like optimized, automated. Do you know how AI is revolutionizing inventory management in warehouses? Like, are we talking like terminator level efficiency here? <laughs> I don't think we're going to quite get to terminator, terminator level efficiency, um, but, you know, What's important to keep in mind, I think, is as we're thinking about optimizing warehouses, especially with, you know, Amazon has done a great job of bringing in robotics and things like that. Um, there's still a human element, right? So robotics brings in a lot more opportunities for AI, but those strategies still to this day are very costly. They're very disparate where you might see a warehouse that has five different robotics vendors in there, and then you you bring in AI on top of that. It can be very complex. So um you know, I don't think we're quite there yet where we're getting to the Terminator stage where things are going to be fully automated. Um, I've also heard, you know, ROI could be 25 years on investments like that, which I don't consider that an ROI at that point. Um, I do think where there are opportunities with inventory and, and even with human labor are, um, you know, with inventory, looking at what's first in, what's first out, um, what looking at demand planning and forecasting and starting to be able to be more prescriptive about um, you know, the next, not just few weeks, but few months and even maybe a year ahead of time and being able to plan what even your, your broad global warehousing strategy or your broad supply chain strategy should look at. Um, previously, people are looking at much smaller data sets. So I think we're going to start to see AI help us crunch larger data sets, make better, more informed decisions and longer term and larger scale opportunities. So AI is about tech, of course. But it does have, it does have some like social implication because we we often hear about AI and automation like that that's taking jobs, which could be concerning of course. And I have several questions for you on that topic. So do you know how is the warehouse industry balancing automation with human employment? Yeah. So um, what we found is from an automation perspective, especially robotics and automation are doing jobs that maybe were physically difficult 
for um, humans to do in the past. So, you know, whereas it, it might sound counterintuitive, but standing in one place and bending down and up over and over for eight hours a day, that's obviously does a lot of wear and tear on your body. Um, so some jobs like that, that, um, you know, you could then put that, put that worker into a job that's not going to be as physically difficult for them. We're seeing that application um, where it's really just kind of making some of that shift work a little bit easier. We're also seeing where you got to, you know, you should think about things like training for employees. If you're bringing in robotics, will you need somebody to be the trainer for how employees are interacting with that? Um, you need technicians to work on automation and robotics. So while it might be shifting the way that we're working within the supply chain, it's actually creating, you know, some opportunities as well for different, um, different types of jobs. And then it's also just alleviating some of that physical stress um, on some of those jobs that are maybe more physically demanding or repetitive for people. So what about the fully autonomous, zero human operated warehouse? Like, is it something we're going to see in the near future or is it still like a science fiction dream? So I've only heard of one and I won't, I won't name the company, but I've heard that there is one out there. Um, I've also heard that it's not nearly as productive as some of their, uh, as any of their other warehouses. So think about if one, if you have a fully automated warehouse and um, power, well, say, say something, there's a power failure with one of your robotics machines you can't just slip a human in there. Right. And so there's much less flexibility in those automated warehouses. It's also multiple, I would imagine um, multiple tens of millions of dollars, right. That you're investing in this robotic strategy. So the payback period on that is very, very different than, you know, a hybrid type of approach. And, and so, as you know, AI is a transformative technology and that how do we, how do we make sure that, everyone involved in warehouse operations, like from ground level staff to executive leadership is informed and prepared and trained for the changes that are arriving on the horizon. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. You know, something that um, we really believe in at, at Longbow, as you know, is just change management with customers. So we, um, we do a lot of labor management implementations. And I think it's very similar to an automation strategy or an AI strategy where you, know, you can't just drop a new technology in or a new process in, expect everyone to fully understand it, fully buy into it on day one. There needs to be a comprehensive change management strategy around communication with um, you know, the warehouse managers, communication with the frontline workers, ongoing training. And then also at the end of the day, getting buy-in, helping people understand how is this making your life better? Um, how is this improving the work that you're doing? How is it making it more efficient? Or maybe there's a you know, um, pay per performance type of play where you're you're going to actually incentivize employees off of this. Okay, and so when you talk to clients, when you talk to any stakeholders, anyone like on trade shows and events, <clears throat> what do they tell you about AI? What how how do they feel about that 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 trend? Are they scared? Are they exciting? Like what's what's the mindset here? I love that question because a lot of times it starts with. How do you define AI? What does it actually mean to you, right? So if someone comes up to the booth or we get a call and they ask what our AI strategy is, my first question back is, what does that mean to you? How do you understand AI in your business and what are you trying to accomplish? And that leads you down so many different roads. And I think what that tells me is that people are still trying to figure out what really is AI in the supply chain? What do we expect it to do? Um, there are probably thousands of different applications if you look at end-to-end -end supply chain throughout the day, but 
what really makes sense, what's worth the load of the change management like we just talked about, um, and where should we really focus? And so that's where we get into those conversations. And our, our response back to that is always, you know, we will follow what makes sense for the industry, right? We'll have a strategic tech strategy around things like AI and robotics and ML. Um, and we are very much, you know, bought into the future of supply chain, but we're going to be strategic about it. And we want to build it in ways that our customers not only understand it, but that it's super impactful for their businesses as well. Would you say it could be also like a generational thing? Like the would the younger generation be more aware and prepared to deal with AI in the supply chain world when you compare it to maybe like the uh, baby boomer generation? Um, well, I think if you apply general technology adoption to um, you know generational standards or norms, we're probably going to see the same thing where. You know, the generation that grew up with an iPhone in their hand, um, sharing things on social media and um, maybe electronic cars are not really much of a different thing to them anymore, probably going to say, oh, and, you know, new technology is very easy for that generation to adopt. Um, people who didn't grow up with a desktop computer in their house, right? It's understandable why changing technologies or new technologies are going to be um, a different for them. They might have more questions. They might want to understand it more deeply and understand the applications before they're willing to fully dive in. And I think that just goes back to the rate at which technology has changed over the last 30 years and understanding how people have experienced that as they've also you know, grown up in the world as well. I think a lot of times in general, B2B technology can tend to get a little bit off the rails as we get distracted by the shiny new thing and we want to throw it on everything. Um, and so I just think as long as it's making an impact to the supply chain world, as long as we are helping end users get their products faster, more efficiently, um, more sustainability, you know, with more sustainability, then I'm fully bought in. Um, I just don't want it to be a distraction. Okay, I understand that. Could like improperly designed or implemented AI algorithm perpetuate inequalities or disadvantages within these settings? I think it's important, you know, to remember that at least my perspective is that AI is really a reflection of the data points that we have and a reflection of who we are and in, in the um, and what we're feeding into it as a society, right? So. I think is there an or is there is there a risk that the biases will continue or grow out of AI? Absolutely, because I I believe that there are biases both inherent and and explicit um, in our society today. And so I think you know it's important to keep that in mind as we're building this technology. I think there's a couple of things that we can do that are not easily done, um, but one continue to do better as a society. Um, you know, when you talk about supply chain in general, it is a very male dominated field. And so continuing to um, to put opportunities into, into place for a diverse set of people to train and to move into more leadership roles and to mentor other other, you know, people who might fall into that category, I think is very important. I think that will impact our world and impact AI. Um and then I think the second piece is making sure that there are, there are women who are developing these technologies or, or other people who fit into a DEI category um, who are helping develop these categories. Because if they're not in the room when the decisions are being made and when the tech is being developed, then the, their perspectives of the world obviously won't be included. 
Um, and so I think those two things, hopefully as our world continues to evolve from a diversity perspective, AI will, will continue to evolve. And then also making sure that we have a diverse set of thinkers in the room as we're developing the technologies as well. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, you're absolutely right. I think like the, the way the data are being implemented with the people who work around AI, that, that, that's a game changer. We need like lots of diversity around this. That's for sure. Um, so that's one risk in terms of AI. Um, do you know any other challenges or risks that companies should be aware of when they are thinking about AI strategy in the supply chain world? I think there's what's become kind of the classic example of don't put proprietary information into something that um, is constantly learning from you, right? And so I think especially as um, people who may not be thinking about that degree of security are continuing to use AI, we need to make sure that people understand the full implications of how we're sharing data with, um, with something that's constantly learning. I don't know the answer to that. And my only assumption is that we will continue to evolve the, the AI technology so that we can both protect IP, hopefully, um, and, and benefit from it. Um, I also think there's this assumption that AI is inherently smarter than human thinking or human gut. Um, and while I do, full, you know, as you know, I fully believe in the data and the math behind everything, I also think there is something to be said for, you know, somebody who's been in the warehouse for 10 years, 15 years, for example, and maybe the AI algorithm is telling them that they need to, you know, bring in, I don't know, something that, that doesn't make a lot, maybe on paper makes a ton of sense for them to be bringing that into the warehouse on Monday, but they know that their football team is actually in the Super Bowl that Sunday and that's going to impact labor. And so they're not going to be able, while, while on paper, everything looks great, they're not going to have people to unload the trucks because they know that 50% of their staff is going to call off the next day, right? So I think having that human element is of people who, who deeply understand, um, you know, the, the supply chain world and, and our world specifically warehousing, I don't see that ever going away. And so I think continuing to um, have a balanced perspective on the use of AI will be important, even, even as, as great as it is, um, we still need that human element. Okay, that's interesting. And you as a human, as a professional, as, as, as a woman, are you concerned or exciting about the role and impact of AI in the supply chain world? I'm very excited about it. I think that it will continue to push other technologies. I think it's going to continue to push what is um, what we're able to do today. And I think about it almost like when the iPhone came out and the whole idea that, oh, wow, you could have your phone and um, your email and a browser in your hand. And now you look at the impact that that's had across not just the tech world, but our, our world as in our culture, um, our ability to stay connected and our access to information and those sorts of things. So I look at AI in the same way where I think in 20 years, we'll look back and hopefully be really happy with how it's impacted us um, on a global scale. That's, that's super interesting. Like in five years from now, what's the supply chain world going to look like with AI? Do you think they're going to say, you know what, we tried it, it doesn't work, so we just move to something else? Or it's here to stay? And what will be like, what, 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 what would a warehouse look like? I think that the pendulum will swing where today, you know, some people are dabbling in AI or they have somewhat of an AI strategy. 
I think it will swing to where, you know, people feel like everything needs to have some sort of AI component to it. Um, and then I think we'll fall back somewhere in the middle where we found out where AI can be extremely helpful and make a massive impact. And then we found out where, you know, maybe we don't need to focus as much and we can focus on other things. So I would imagine in five years, AI is going to be a huge strategy and a huge part of budgets. And then I think it will level out to a more normal um, type of tech spend and strategy. We are marketers, you and I. Do you think we should use AI as a leverage in terms of marketing uh, in the supply chain world? Saying like, for example, I have the best warehouse because uh, because I have the best AI technology or I have the best software because I have the best AI technology. Like how should marketing embrace the AI stuff these days? Um, I definitely think that's an interesting perspective. And, you know, we obviously use AI in our day-to-day I tend to think about it from a marketing perspective more as AI is my brainstorm buddy. Um, and so I can start there and bounce ideas off of AI and, you know, maybe it gets 50% of the way there, 80% of the way there. Um, and, the, but then I still, again, I have to go back to the human element. Like we've got to take it back to adding um, our own tone of voice and adding that just kind of, I think there's a soft, to the human experience and the human understanding of things. And so layering that in there, I still think is super important. I think something that I, um, I, I keep thinking on is AI needs data um, inputs for it to continue to learn and get smarter. Um, and so especially as you pair that with robotics, which is another huge strategy, um, supply chains are really going to need a strategic, well-defined data strategy in a way that they haven't before. Whereas in the past, data was all about seeing what happened or what's currently happening. And a lot of times, you know, yesterday's data was fine for that or last week's data or four hours ago, that, that was fine. If we want to have an AI strategy and supply chain that's going to really be impactful and correct, I firmly believe that we need to figure out the robotics data strategy because there's so many disparate vendors. How are we pulling all of that data together? And we need to figure out the supply chain strategy. So that we're pulling all of the data together, together in one place and we're able to aggregate it and see it and make sure that we're getting, um, you know, whatever that AI algorithm or, or methodology is, getting it the best correct data because an AI system that's that's giving us information and giving us um, solutions based on old or incorrect data might be the scariest thing I could think of in supply chain. And so um, I think data over the next five and 10 years, while it's bit, certainly been important in the past, will become even more important. And I think we're going to hear about that a lot more. Cool. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for that, Lee. Uh, thank you for, for attending that, that podcast. So as you may know, at the end of each episode, the guest of the day must answer a question posed by the previous guest. Um, since this is the first episode, I'm going to ask you this question myself. And I will ask you to prepare one so uh, I can ask for the next to the next guest on your behalf. Are you ready? Awesome. Yep. Perfect. So, Lee, you are not only a supply chain professional, you are also a mother. My question is, are there any aspects of artificial intelligence that worry you in terms of your children's privacy and security? Um, 
Yes. I think my answer is, is a resounding yes. Um, the amount of, of data about my kids that is probably online that I don't even understand um, is, is overwhelming. What scares me more, though, is um, the deep fake type of things where we see news and content coming out that is not, um, not real, you know, quite frankly. And do teenagers have the capacity to understand that, to do the research? Um, and so when you think about this, you know, 10, 20 second clip of information that they're looking at on Instagram and TikTok and other sources, um, if people really want to put information in front of people at an impressionable age, they can now do it um, with a level of complexity that in the past, you know, at least somebody actually had to say, or, you know, there had to be some level of truthiness to it, right? Even if it was context. I think now there's an ability to impact an impressionable age with deep fake type of, type of things that was not able to have been done even a couple of years ago. And that probably scares me even more than, um, access to data and information about um, about my kids personally. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. That's that's super interesting. Um, so what would be your question for the next guest, uh, not knowing who he or she's going to be? Yeah. So um, I think it's really interesting to think about where AI is today and where it will be in the future, right? Which is what this conversation has been all about. Um so my question for the next guest is, what is the biggest assumption that they see about AI, either in their industry or in general, that they believe could lead to massive risk? Because we all know assumptions are not, most of the time, not good. Um, so where do they see where people are making these broad-based assumptions about how AI will be applicable? And where do we think that could become a big pitfall? Perfect. Thank you. I'll make sure the question will be asked. Thank you so much, Lee. It's been a super interesting conversation. Thank you for showing your insights on how AI is impacting the supply chain world. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform. Your support counts and your comments can really help share this experience with others. You can also visit the website ai-experience.io to find out more. See you soon for a new episode.